see more innovation in packaging and processing at Pack Expo International than anywhere else in the world. It's the show that defines where the industry is headed, with the solutions that define where your business can go. Discover cutting-edge packaging technology, processing equipment, new materials, sustainable solutions, supply chain resources, and much, much more. You'll walk away with innovative solutions to challenges big and small. Register at PackExpoInternational.com. We interrupt our regular schedule of Unpacked with PMMI podcasts, as these are anything but regular times. Hi, I'm Sean Riley. As the COVID-19 pandemic continues to impact our personal and professional lives on a daily basis, we're using every one of our avenues at PMMI to offer guidance, insights, and in some cases, just a friendly voice from a fellow member reinforcing that you are not alone and we are all in this together. We head north of the border in this edition to gauge how ever-changing mandates are affecting the Canadian market. I assure you almost all of these insights apply to manufacturing across North America. Here we speak with Bellatrex President Alan Shibar and MPAC Langan Sales Director of America's Ian Burrell. If you take nothing else from both of these gentlemen, it's that communication is key, letting your staff know every day what's going on, what the situation is, just so they feel connected. All right, let's get right into it. Alan, things are, are obviously changing every day, but I know some of the more populated provinces in Canada, like Quebec and Ontario, are similar to some of the states in the U.S. in that they're ordering all non-essential businesses to close. How has that affected your operations at Bellatrex? Um, Just how has that impacted you? Well, Bellatrex remains operational as of now. We did reach out to the provincial government, the government of Quebec, equivalent to a state government, to receive permission because we are considered part of the supply chain for essential services as we serve pharmaceutical companies and uh, healthcare diagnostic chemical companies, which allows us to continue in operation. Okay, because as that rolls out more in other places and in the U.S., it's just trying to get ideas on how people can, and most that we've spoken to have said they've just kind of gone to their government and made sure that they got, you know, their business was included on the list. Um... MPAC Langan has offices in Europe as well as Canada. Ian, with your global presence, did you guys have kind of an idea or a plan as you saw this developing in Europe or, you know, before it got to the to North America on how um, MPAC Langan was going to handle this? Well, we, we did have a little bit of a plan. As you know, it, it evolves fast. So the plans were, were changing extremely quickly. Uh, the first thing was the, uh, the health and safety of, uh, of our employees. We wanted to make sure that everybody was safe and felt comfortable in coming into our facilities. So we put a lot of procedures in place in Mississauga. You know, up three weeks ago, we started limiting visitors into our facility on an as-need-be basis. And we started having uh, personnel that could work out of their house start to work out of their houses to limit the number of people coming in because our key was to keep our engineering department running and then to keep our uh, fabrication facilities running. Um, so we procedures we put in place, a lot of hand washing, a lot of uh, hand sanitizers around, a lot of uh, daily meetings, a lot of daily updates. Our CEO, who's based in England, is very involved in this and has been putting out a lot of communications globally to all our employees. And, you know, we've been sharing procedures. And over the last three or four years, since our new uh, CEO, Tony Steeles, has come on board, he's been bringing all the facilities together and has been 
building up our and investing in our people and in our infrastructure, especially our IT infrastructure, that we can share uh, engineering workloads, operational workloads throughout all our facilities on the globe, which is helping us during this time that we can uh, we can move work around, we can uh, share ideas from different plants. So all the investment over the last few years, uh, we're now actually maximizing those resources and learning how to maximize uh, those resources and uh, get the most out of them. Perfect. Glad to hear that. Um, Alan, how do you think your employees at Bellatrex are coping? I think communication is key. There is a level of concern for everyone. They're concerned about their families, their kids, their lack of schools and daycares, and can I get my groceries and, and the basic essentials. Part of what we do is uh, on a daily basis, we update our employees. We have a general meeting or uh, we have a, um, a group chat with every employee who receives updates based on any HR related issues, but also a message from me updating them on the happenings of the company, what we're what efforts we're taking and uh, what going on to keep them informed. People don't like to be left in the dark. And I find, and here at Bellatrix, we, we have open communication. So the more we share with the um, employees, the more they feel at ease uh, about what's happening. That's good. That's what we like to hear. Um, Ian, have you had any issues, I don't know, from a sales perspective, or if you can speak from the operations on the, on the floor with, you know, having to deal with employees who are sick or have to be home with children? Have you had staffing issues or anything like that that you've had to adapt on the fly or have you guys been okay with that so far? Well, I think that uh, there's been some adaptation on the fly. There have been uh, employees that have had to stay at home and uh, and look after children, but there's a lot of adaptation we can do there. We can, uh, you know, have them working from home. We've, uh, for employees that didn't have uh, laptops that were portable, we're, uh, we're supplying them with laptops so they can work out of the house and uh, adapt to their needs. Oh, good. Alan, have you found... Um for things like this that customers are more willing to to permit it than they would have previously? Because I know sometimes with remote monitoring, stuff like that, um, or augmented reality, customers might not be willing to let you have access to their plant and stuff like that. But I've heard from some other members that I've talked to that that's kind of increased out of necessity. And that might be sort of a, you know, a silver lining to this cloud that maybe that can take some of the travel for training and stuff like that out. Now, I was just curious on your end, if you've seen anything like that. We've we've seen uh, certainly less resistance from our customers re- regarding connecting to pieces of equipment uh, and uh, remote access. But a lot of these uh, augmented reality tools uh, require nothing but a cell phone uh, or a tablet, so no need to access their network. It's external, so they they have definitely been more forgiving. But also the tools are uh, not very invasive, if you will. Oh, very cool. Susu, do you think that, you know, once we get out of this, augmented reality type things could be another thing that sort of catches on and keeps from having to do all these travels and stuff like that? I truly believe that uh, once we come out on the other side, um, many things will not go back to normal and there will be a new normal. And I I believe augmented reality is certainly one of those things. Uh, the, The ability to communicate, train, support remotely. Customers are a lot more open to it. And I don't think that will go back once they've seen the benefit of it. And for, for us, it will help with a lot of uh, volume of support. It will not replace completely, but it will definitely reduce the volume of requirement to travel. That's good. That's kind of a, an unintended benefit that's come out of this situation. Alan and Ian, thanks for jumping on with us in such short notice. And please stay tuned for more in this series of special Unpacked with PMMI podcasts on navigating 
the COVID-19 pandemic.